0: For tuning in to another edition of the Business Fun Podcast, it's me Dave Wakeman. My guest today is Derek Palmer, a returning guest. This time, he is with Project Admission, and we are talking about what he is up to and what Project Admission has done during the pandemic. Before we get to Derek, though, let's talk about uh, Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Uh, Data has shown that since tickets have gone back on sale since the pandemic lockdowns have ended. Uh, Refund protection has been taken up by customers about 30% of the time, maybe even a little more. In some instances, as high as 70. So check them out at bookingprotect.com. Find out how you can offer your guests peace of mind, which the data clearly shows uh, is important to people, but also create a brand new stream of revenue for your organization. So that's www.bookingprotect.com. I have been going on and on and on about research here and in my talking tickets newsletter because it's super important. Earlier in the year I created a worksheet with my friends at EventElect that talks about net promoter score. It's NPS. What it is, why it matters, and how to do it yourself. The Talking Tickets newsletter and the Business Fund podcast had a 65. What's amazing is that Aventalect was extraordinary at 77. The scale goes from 0 or -100 to a positive 100 where anything over zero is good. Um, 65 and 77 are out of this world. So find out how you can do an NPS score survey of your very own by sending me an email, Wegman.com I'll send you a copy of the worksheet. Uh, check out the Talking Tickets newsletter, by the way. TalkingTickets.substack.com. Five top stories. Analysis and action items each week. It's free. It's the way I stay connected to everybody. Uh, This and the podcast are like my two big things to to stay in touch and help teach people. So get on that. And then finally, I want to talk to you and make sure you check out my friends at Activity Stream. The new Activate email marketing platform has been a hit. If you haven't been communicating with your audience throughout the pandemic, there's no time like now to get started. Uh, The Activate email marketing tool will help you understand the messages to send. How to send them in a way that'll get people to respond, and it'll help you re-engage and reconnect with your audience. Um, marketing is going to be a key to recovery. Uh, let Activity Stream help you. Check them out at www.activitystream.com. Now back to Derek. So Derek is the chief revenue officer at Project Admission. He, we had Derek on before when he was at QQ. Now he's at Project Admission, and they have a new mission. And. Um, Project Mission is a really cool technology platform that helps um, people distribute tickets more effectively is the simple answer. But we get into a conversation about how Project Mission actually helps go beyond distribution and it helps people realize their strategy through data, through distribution, through branding opportunities, through partnership opportunities, the different ways that segmentation help you more effectively distribute your tickets. Um, brand identity ease of use the way it helps with group sales the way it helps with individual sales the way it helps you build standalone websites for different communities that might be part of your ticket buying universe Uh, we talk about some of the challenges in the universe in the pandemic we talk about friction in the sales process we talk about um, price integrity we talk about all kinds of stuff Um, i've had steven glicken the CEO on. Uh, I've had Derek on before. Um, I'm a a fan of what Project Admission is doing. I'm a fan of Derek. Um, So I think you're going to dig this conversation because it takes us in a, a a new direction and it helps focus like not just on the Project Admission tool, but really on the entire recovery of the industry. So let me know what you think. And without anything else from me, here's me and Derek talking about tickets. all right i want to welcome back my good pal my good buddy uh my partner in crime on several trips around the world uh Derek palmer to the business Fund podcast Derek, man what's up hey dave how are you oh you know i'm hanging in there uh <laughs> like i was telling you i'm dragging today because like this back to school thing in person is killing me but other than that i'm totally totally fine um yeah, I've managed not to get sick. I've managed to still stay above ground. So I'm like, I'm totally winning during a pandemic. I think
1: these are these are the bar has been set very low, and we're all <laughs> we're all doing okay. Getting over this, it. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a it's a such
0: a low bar. Even I can clear it. That's a, that's a good oh, way yeah. to start it. <laughs> now. I want to have you on today because uh, you know there's two reasons. Number one, you started you started a new job with Project Admission, who everybody who listens to the podcast already has had a chance to hear Stephen before, but you've worked on some new things, and then through the work you're doing at Project Admission, one of the and this I'm, I guess I'm saying this is season three of the of the podcast. Um, but where we're focusing on ways that people can recover from the pandemic, uh, revitalize their marketing and sales platforms, you know, do all this stuff, get people back into seats, spending money, enjoying themselves again, you know. So we're going to explore that through the nature of your new job. If if you're cool with that, because yeah. uh, why why wouldn't you be? I sold you on this before before I had you on. Uh, but let's start by talking about project admission and your new role. So what exactly are you doing besides uh,
1: talking to me on a podcast? Sure. So season three is when you bring back the obscure characters from season one and try and tie them back into like the that's exactly right. of the yes. show. Uh, yeah, I'm like exactly. the weird cousin who's who's come back. Fantastic. I fit <laughs> that's that That's okay. I'm like really the well. drunk uncle, so it's totally yeah, fine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I was thinking about this before we we you know we got on here, but I've been really lucky in my career. I've worked with some incredibly smart people and. Um, you know, really, uh, all the companies I've worked for. But uh, um, you know, during the pandemic, I I, I left uh, QQ after being there for a short period of time, completely amicably. Still, still love those guys. Um, just you know, things things happen, and so uh, I was lucky enough to reconnect with Stephen Glick, and as you said, the, the CEO of uh, Project Admission. And he was telling me a lot about what they were doing, and it was just like that's really fascinating, really interesting, and something I want to be a part of. And so. You know, in a nutshell, what we're doing, and I'm the chief revenue officer, is we're we're trying to create you know innovative distribution strategies for rights holders um, that can leverage anything from digital storefronts to artists to uh, brands to influencers, uh, even leveraging things such as like physical assets to launch digital storefronts for distribution strategies. So again, it's it's trying to get as many tickets as wide as possible and to people making it very accessible, very clean, very easy very modern to to be able to both purchase and manage um, those interactions with with the rights holders.
0: Yeah. And so a little bit, and I'll tell people, I'll show my hand a little bit before. Uh, I I ask you these questions because the thing is, is like, and you know this, I have been a huge promoter of you and what you guys are doing. So when I ask these questions, it's not because I'm trying to be like, Derek, let me trip you up and make you look like a dummy. Um, (laughs) It would be more likely that Derek's going to trip me up and make me look like a dummy, but that's not hard. Uh, It's more like I, I want to, there's some confusion sometimes about, you know, the nature of the, the technology and what it can do and like how it fills certain roles. You know, so I'm going to ask some questions, maybe in the, in the angle that people might, uh, ha- I guess like there would be objections or concerns that people might have. And so let me start with this idea of distribution. You know, I, I understand distribution. Everybody understands distribution, but then there really, a lot of times it comes down into you know maybe four or five different buckets um sort of like you got your primary deal right so like maybe you're with ticketmaster or tdc or audience view or whomever you're working with seat geek um then you have your secondary market and then you think about like your promotional thing which is like your stuff with uh groupon did groupon make it through the pandemic or are they dead now uh, you know, i think they, they're i think they're still kicking around yeah they've been dead for for 10 years in my mind but that's because i don't like discounts but you know how that goes um where does this? How does this sit
1: in, in in that mix, or does it add to things? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, w- one of the things I like is that we kind of fill gaps in between all of those different parties that you just described. So, the previous company that um, these guys, the founders, had here was a company called Songkick, and a lot of people will remember them from being, a, you know, artists. Um, band club sales and things like that. But one of the challenges and was that created a lot of friction because they were taking seats off the manifest and therefore the relationship with the primaries you know, can not be great sometimes. Um, and so I think the approach that we've taken with Project Ignition is much more of being complementary from a technology standpoint. So we integrate directly with a lot of those parties to help manage uh, the inventories that they're trying to get out there. And then obviously push back the data and the results of that stuff back to the actual database themselves. So for example, we are the only integrated uh, group sales platform for SeatGeek. Uh, which has been an absolutely fantastic partnership. We've launched with a, a number of their clubs. We're, we're live with the uh, Arizona Cardinals of the NFL, the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, a number of their MLS teams and USL teams. Um, so that's been fantastic, and and it's really you know shown the benefit of having those integrations and not being a, you know kind of a competitive uh, relationship in that space. And so by able to leverage that. We're able to push to, you know, any number of those distribution channels that you described. I mean, primarily, we're very focused on creating extensions of the brands and the rights holders in the primary side, uh, whether it's for discounts, promotions, and I said discounts again for you, um, promotions, upsells, uh, donations, group sales, all of those, all of those different things. But as you know, I've, I've said this previously. There's no limit to what a distribution channel can be. You know, whether you're pushing out to uh, uh, trying to leverage some of the secondary markets, or, or um, you know, an, an organization like a Groupon or a Gold Star or things like that. To me, it's it's about being the technology that can interface and allow you know, rights holders and and clients to to choose what they want to use. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Besides
0: the dirty D word discount that you use, I'm going to let that slide because, um, you know, it'll cost you in beer the next time I see you. But that's totally cool. Um, you mentioned group sales a lot. And I know that this is a challenge that you you struggle with. Is because, But it's just group sales, right? No,
1: it's not. Just <laughs> so I told yeah, you I was like yeah. The- there's your, <laughs> there's your one right there. No, it's it's interesting because, um, and this is prior to me joining the company, but uh, it, as part of that relationship and integration with SeatGeek, there was a, an opportunity to really kind of lean in and solve um, some challenges in the industry, and some of them were just um, because of, of of some functionality that that uh, clubs and clients have been looking for. Some, you know, during the pandemic, unfortunately, you know, some companies that have been providing some technologies have gone away and, and people are really searching for replacements there. And so Project Commission really kind of leaned in and said, hey, if we adapt this bit of focus, uh, we become a pretty compelling group sales tool, um, plus, you know, all the other things that we do. Uh, The management of the distribution of the tickets again the uh, um, being able to create and and really allow clients and extension of their own clients to create on their own those types of storefronts and affiliate uh, marketing uh, programs is something that's been uh, resonated really well in the market.
0: So. Number one, the group thing came out of just a being really. And this is this is a trick question because uh, I already know the answer. Uh, came out of really being close to the market, understanding the market, and for lack of a better term, doing good research on the market. Right? Or am I wrong? Mm-hmm.
1: No, okay, absolutely. Just, it's it's identifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's identifying a need, right? <laughs> Whether that need is brought to you by someone who says, "I need this," or or seeing the need and then. You know, seeing how you can adapt it. I mean, the, the the key is, and again, one of the things that really impressed me in, in my initial discussions with this company was that they didn't really flail and, and go, oh, chase this and chase that during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They, they really doubled down on what their core was from a technology standpoint and said, we're going to use this time to really invest in building our infrastructure, making sure that it's it's scalable and that we can iterate very easily. And and that resulted in the ability to say yes to SeatGeek, right? And to say, yeah, we can do some work and deliver this and that'll provide a great experience for your clients and, and their fans and all of that. And then you know then it just goes again and again. I mean we're we're about to complete our integration with tickets.com. Um, we've had a number of conversations with baseball teams um, about use cases not just um you know around around group sales but other things that they're very interested in and then we've got you know a a litany of other integrations that we're going to focus on over the next you know couple months so that we can you know really be positioned to deliver um you know to any vertical i mean there's nothing specific to sports but the founders you know, have, as I said, have a long relationship in rock and pop and, and music in general, and you know, managing the the relationships, and particularly, I think the uh, kind of street team concept of nightclubs and and uh, and sheds and, and and arenas fits well within what we can deliver, and so it's a it's a really exciting time. Oh yeah, that, I mean that that that's one of the cool things is that, and we'll get into like how,
0: at least from my point of view. The, the project admission platform can, you know, I think it ultimately helps deliver your strategy through the, the way you can, you, you can create the, your four P's. But one thing that I found interesting, I'm not a technologist, right? But I do ha- have a great appreciation for when technology doesn't work and or when technology is slow or it or it's um, not functioning the right way or, you know, all of, the, all of the negative stuff, right? I just want my stuff to work and I don't care about anything else. The cool thing is project emission is a so- is software, there, you know, it is technology. Um, but the great thing that makes the technology so cool, I think, and this is where I'm going to ask you the one tech question I'm probably going to ask you all day long, because this matters to people. Because I think the way that I talked to Stephen about it made sense to me is that it's fast it's and it's flexible because it was built from the ground up. It's custom built just for this specific need and fit in the market. And that's kind of like the difference between a Windows PC and a Mac computer. Whereas the Mac OS has always been rebuilt every year from the ground up and Microsoft has somewhere buried in it, or always traditionally did code from the very start. And that makes the, the tool uh, more adaptable, more flexible and just a better fit for people who aren't tech tech savvy and tech driven is that am i am that miss anything or did no, i nail I,
1: a good commercial for you yeah, it's it's a good it's a pretty good one i guess the one thing i would say is that while this specific use case and where we've seen traction particularly around groups and promotions storefronts and uh, distribution th- that approach is validated there because we were able to build that very as you said to to kind of fit hand in glove but Underneath the covers, what we've got is a really extensible platform, which allows us to iterate additional features. And so I will say the answer to your question is kind of, which is always helpful, um, but kind of because, yeah, if you look at the execution of the first kind of foray into our approach, I think we would say that that, that we've been really, really successful. And now as we look to expand that and build on that, we will find that it's a lot less um technical debt, there's a lot less focus that needs to be done on its kind of core plumbing because we did it right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it works.
0: It, it does works work. fast.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it works, it works
0: seamlessly. That's that's yes. the big point. Yeah. See like, I can almost tee these things up now. And and like with you with technology answer, it's the same answer I give for people whenever they ask me a, a revenue or a marketing or strategy question. I go, it depends. It always, it just depends, it always depends. So let me ask you this, because this I think is where, um, you know, it shows the power of what you're working on. It also helps people think through what they're doing now is, you you know, how a platform like project mission helps people execute on their strategy. And maybe, uh, I I don't know if this is actually gonna work out this way or not, but like maybe we'll walk through like how you explain it to people when they present questions like you so uh or when they present questions like i'm going to ask you now which so like the first point that somebody's going to engage with you is at what part in their like strategic journey is it something that they should be reaching out to you about at the very start or is it more after they've already developed a strategy
1: i think that you know like most technology particularly in the primary ticketing space, you're gonna wanna make some decisions early on in that cycle because you need to understand what the capabilities of the technology is before you try to implement it, right? Too often people say, oh, well, I'm sure it does this. So I'm gonna buy this technology to do this very specific case that I've already built up in my mind. And in reality, it may not do that. Or you may get down a path and realize it doesn't do exactly how you want. And you know what? That's okay not everything can can necessarily deliver 100% of what you want but you have to have kind of a you know an nice eyes open approach to what your goals are and your accomplishment or your what you're hoping to accomplish and have an actual strategy something you and I talk about quite a bit is that people you know very focus on oh i i, I need to press you know these three buttons to get this output well, I we don't have those three buttons, but I can get you the same output by doing something else. And it's like it's like when people change ticketing systems. It's like I need to change my ticketing system, and the first thing they say is it needs to do everything my old ticketing system used to do in the exact same way. Well, if you wanted mm-hmm. that, you shouldn't have changed ticketing systems. You should right. have understood, what, you know, what you were actually going for here. So, what the value that we bring, hopefully, is we sit down and say. You know, it goes back to the whole thing where, where people say, what's every organization's goal to sell more tickets? And today that is, you know, the case. But prior to the pandemic, there were organizations that say, I don't really need to sell more tickets. I need to, people to buy more merchandise. I need people to engage and come more often. I need people to, you know, so there's there's different drivers of, of of revenue that people are trying to are trying to attack so what i think that we bring is you know the ability to identify into segment and to create uh you know a sense of community with groups um to be able to sell them to to, to be able to you know potentially create those at 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 in venue experiences obviously to sell things like promotions and t-shirts and you know help with donations and all of those things but you know as much as you dislike um discounts, discounts tied to a relationship with a brand that is a sponsor, right? So I've got uh, State Farm as a sponsor of of the Arizona Cardinals, and, you know, perhaps State Farm employees get 10% off, I'm making this up here, but, you know, whatever it is, and then State Farm feels like that's a value to the relationship and to the expense that they put out to that sponsorship to the, uh, to the Cardinals. So, you know, we're, we're a tool that allows those conversations that 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 can re- create those types of conversations of how end people can interact with not just your brand as the club or the team, but your you know brand partners who, who are critical to, to in the whole ecosystem.
0: Okay, and and so when you're,
1: how do I want to put this? I guess I'll first I'll, I'll deal with the discount
0: thing, and so because this is this discount thing keeps coming up here, uh, and actually I think people misunderstand. There's there's a way of looking at this. I would tell State Farm, don't offer a price base, don't offer a discount, just offer a special price on the tickets. That would be my. So you know, you take that one with you. Um, yes. but, <laughs> but what what I really am curious about too is, so it sounds like the earlier people can approach you, the better off they are because it allows them to take that step back, right, and diagnose what their real challenges that they want to tackle are right understand like hopefully they've done research like you did um you know they're looking at the market they have some smart objectives so when you get to the um you know the strategic execution right the 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 classic marketing four p's distribution's like a no-brainer right here because like you you said like some and i want to ask about this because some of the stuff some of the case studies and some of the examples that um i know about are pretty cool right where it's like you know you can have a sponsor or an influencer or a partner and they can create their own landing page which i know it's like pretty normal in like most industries but in tickets it's always been like a little bit more difficult to do which is really unfortunate but also it provides a great opportunity um you know how how do you counsel people though you know because you, you can go whatever where you want to um as far as you know do you start in a, a specific order with the four P's? Do you start with like the, you know, distribution first or the pricing first, you know, promotion, you know, how, where where do you start?
1: It depends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, it, it, it does depend on the organization, what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, the, the nice thing is that being able to sit down in those conversations and have the toolkit in front of you and those tools and Really have the conversation, get to know what they're trying to accomplish and then say, "Okay, what I heard was this. And based on that, I think we should prioritize that. Right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, people think it's one thing and it actually turns out to be another. And and the really smart organizations are the ones that know, again, I know where I'm trying to go, you know, whether that's a number or percentage or whatever it is, but Mm -hmm. I'm open minded as to how I get there. And if you can say to them, I know you think that the best way to do that is to, um, you know, expand this program that you've been doing for year on year and year and year and year. And maybe it is. But have you considered this? And if Mm -hmm. you can get organizations that are forward thinking and, and, you know, leveraging other technologies and looking at other things that are out there and, and even looking in other industries, that's a great partner for us because we've got you know some some really great ideas but yeah like you said about being self service i mean that's a key component is that when organizations want to create these very bespoke detailed storefronts i completely understand why a primary ticketing company is not going to invest a ton of resources in developing that they'll make any more money off of that i mean they're very focused on the relationship you know the on sale and all, you know the big stuff but if you've got smaller players they're willing to say but there's value in those individual relationships that you've got there. Mm-hmm. And I can deliver it at a reasonable cost and you get the reasonable value out of it. There's there's it's worth doing. And so, you know, we, we joke, but we've got almost like the Girl Scout cookie model where the organization creates uh, a landing page and a promotion for Girl Scouts of America. And then from there, they can create group leader pages for the individual troops. And then from there, if they wanted, they could create individual Girl Scouts or the parents of the the kid the, of the Girl Scout so that when they're sending around links or or sharing that through um social channels or or with you know grandpa and and, and the the schools and different things like that, there's a relationship and connection to that endpoint that says, Oh yeah, I wanna buy tickets from you know, Josie, because I want to support her. But in reality, that's all rolling back up into the overall, you know, Girl Scouts of America promotion or whatever promotion that the, the organizations put out there. But you can also do some really cool things. So just want one, one other thing about rewarding people, right? So we mm-hmm. work with, um, you know, the Chicago Red Stars, which is an NWSL team. And one of the things that they have is they've got a lot of um, minority owners. And what they talked about was, I'm not sure if they've actually done this, but creating almost like a, uh, a competition between them to see how many tickets they can sell to individual games. And so they create, you know, storefronts of themselves or their other businesses or other interests. And then they can, you know, sit at the board meeting and say, hey, look who did this this month or look who did that. And that, that stuff I think is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say too, like, I mean, cause this stuff, the, the first reaction I know that most people give you is, my God, that must take a ton of coding time or a ton of developer time. And it's actually set up so that it's like, once you have installed the, the technology, you can just do it yourself, right? Like you get trained up on it and it just runs with it. Or yeah, did I got, miss
1: something? No, you're spot on. We've got literally, uh, you know, clients right now, that are running hundreds of storefronts at one time. And we set them up, you know, once, obviously there's some 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 training there. What I like to do, and this is just because I'm, a little old school in this regard is, you know, we try and sit down and say, you know, what are the top two to three or four to five promotions that you're going to run during the year? There's usually like some youth group activation, a sports team. There's like um uh, theme nights, like pride night or, um, you know, Latino night or something like that. And then you've got two that are, you know, could be driven by discounts or first responders or different things like that and say, okay, let's set these four or five up together make sure that they're all you know good to go and that's much easier for them to just replicate those and change out logos and do things like that but as far as like just building from the you know from scratch and and one of the nice things from a from an in, uh, integration standpoint, again, is you don't need to allocate tickets to us. So what we can do is we can. You can, if you want to make sure those people sit all in one section, for example, but we can also pull from opens or the concept of uh, available seats. And you can have multiple allocations or multiple, obviously, open seats available in multiple storefronts. So maybe you've got a, a, a game that or an event that you you know really are struggling, and so you want to create as many offers as possible, put them all out there. But they're really pulling all from the same bit of inventory. So no matter where it sells, that's good for you. And you can then use that to track where that sale came from. So you can say, hey, you know what? The firefighters, they, they, they I they're killing it, but that sounds terrible. But you know, they they really nailed the <laughs> that that promotion. Whereas, you know, the dog catchers didn't do nearly as well. Let's, you know, let's try and cultivate those relationships. The dog catchers were dogs. They're dogs. <laughs> Couldn't sell fleas. <laughs> they couldn't sell, please.
0: So, so everything kind of gets wound in there, right? And so, you know, it, it, and does that include things like, you know, even the pricing? Like, you know, are you are you involved? Like, does the data that you you capture and the data you share back and forth, you know, how much of an impact does that have on pricing? Because, Lord knows, we've we, we've hit the D word a couple times. But I, I'm more concerned now as like. Things come back, start to come back more and more, about helping people reestablish a bit of, um, you know, just stability in their prices, yeah. right? Like price you know, not, not yeah. just price, not just price integrity, just stability, because everything's like all over the place, and people have been trained to like wait till the last minute. People had, you know, they've had the the value of the product undermined, you know. Uh, there's like so many bad out bad things that have been happening and you know and a lot of it happens flows through price because price is where, you know, the relationship between you and the customer comes together and you capture some of that value. You know, so like how important or you know, how you know, how does that the data you have and you capture and you share, you know, how is it helpful to help people reestablish that price integrity, that price you yeah. know, stability in their pricing?
1: So, you know, obviously in my previous life at QQ, price was almost everything. And I'm still a firm believer in dynamic pricing. I think it um, provides some real important intelligence to organizations and guidance as to how you price the the products that are out there. You don't always have to listen to them, you know, because you can have a different Mm -hmm. strategy. And again, one of the benefits I think of working with a company like that. Um, We ingest prices from the primary. So if if a company were working with a dynamic pricing company, we would adjust whatever they had recommended or accepted there. We're not doing any of that manipulation ourselves. Um, So where we add this value, I think, in in this this scenario that you're describing is the results, right? Okay, so if I set up these programs and I had, you know, a, a theory about pricing in this section, this venue, this event. Uh, I can tell you you know, what the result of that was. And let's say for A, you did a discount for event B, the exact same thing, maybe you offered a t-shirt or a bundle or something like that. And that's where I think it gets interesting, being able to say, did what is the variable that kind of moved the needle on that? Was it the price? Was it the offer? Was it when we did it? Was it who we offered it to? Did we just find out that this section is perfect for millennials or uh, you know is this section best for people that have you know purchased you know multiple times for all those different things that you can drive back to to uh, from a data point? and and again, that's the key to being integrated is that pushing all that data back because we're just a sales channel or in some cases many sales channels but the reality is, is that you want to put that data in with your other data and roll that up and say okay now holistically what have we learned about this event and you know that's why if you're just taking seats off the inventory or off the manifest you don't know what the impact truly is because Did people buy tickets from us because of us or because that's the only way that they could get those tickets Um, if they would have been available through the box office would they have bought them or another channel and so you know that's again leaning back on the technology to to say let's present as much data as and as many use cases as possible so organizations can make smart decisions. No.
0: And, you know, again, in the way that I'm asking questions, like I try to do not not know, I don't know the answers. But well, one of the reasons I ask the question like that is because something I think people really need to spend a lot more time on now. Uh, they probably should have been doing it before, but it's, it is in the experimentation, right? And using a technology, you know, the way like you described here, it does allow you to experiment like, you know, in small places, right? Because like you said, dynamic pricing. Is totally a great tool, but it must fit into your strategy, right? It's not a wave a magic wand and everything goes away solution. It's the same thing as like if you're if you're discounting heavily, that's a sign that you probably don't have a strategy, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and that's held up over the years, so I'm going to stick with it, you know. But I've seen like uh, there's a team in Major League Baseball that they 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 priced like uh, they, they did a promotion in a specific section. And it was like specifically for college kids and it worked really, really well. And then, they, you know, and they were, so they were able to test the promotion for the college kids. And then they were also able to track the per caps per kid that came into the thing. And it was like, actually ended up because college kids drink beer, uh, higher than average, <laughs> but, but using a, t- using technology like that, you can experiment all kinds of things because you could be running, um, in theory, you could have the firefighters in one section. You could have the policemen over in another section. You could have the dog catcher somewhere in center field, and you could. And I could tell you for sure that the firefighters and the policemen are going to drink more beer than the dog catchers. Uh, oh, yeah, but you could see who was going to drink more, and, and so I think another that's really
1: important way of looking at that. So another extension to that, and this is something I'm really interested, and in, I'm dying to get someone to do this, is we create <laughs> with partners around the arena around the ballpark so let's say you've got like two bars again baseball is a great example of this so there's lots of uh uh, you know near the ballpark places where you go and you create these promotions at the individual Uh, bars where people can come in and they're having a good time. And then while they're there, they can also purchase tickets. Like, you know, one of the things that uh, Stephen likes to say, which is funny is COVID has done one of the things that nobody thought could ever be done, which is make QR codes relevant again. And so the idea is that, you know, you go into a restaurant and you scan in now you've got your menu and you're doing all these things. It's like, okay, so what if there's a coaster and on that coaster, it says, Hey, scan here to buy tickets to the ball game. Oh, that's interesting. I can do that. Hey, it's branded in bar A. It's got, you know, special offer for me. If I, you know, it says, if I go to the game, I'll get, you know, a free t-shirt next time I come back. There's a retargeting opportunity there. And then, oh, by the way, you've got the exact same promotion running at the bar down the street. And whichever Bard sells more tickets or does something, maybe they get an upgrade to a party suite for a game or maybe all the employees get to go to batting practice or any of those things that you do. And so you just start thinking about it, you know, in so many different ways and so many people that can participate in the in the promotion and the way that you can incentivize them can be so incredibly personal and at the moment, which is the key. I mean, a lot of these things you do before, it's like, oh, I got something in my confirmation email or I got, you know, even a text walking out. And that's great. But if I'm sitting there and I'm watching a game I couldn't go to because it's sold out and something fantastic happens and I'm like, man, I got to go. And I, I go, hey, here's an opportunity a call to action right now. That's the people that you want to capture. And that those yeah. are things I'm super super excited about. Like I said, that's not group sales, right? These are the no. things that we're doing that is that I think are really about engagement, down downstream revenue, identity segmentation, all the things that 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 people need to be doing. Well, it sounds
0: like too, and this is like probably outside the scope of this conversation, but it, it really, you know, and you know that I'm a fan of the, the idea of long term brand building and the power that it creates to uh make more money for you over time you know as opposed to like buying on facebook ads which is just really last click attribution it's like if you're doing in like specific spot promotions like this it has a chance to capture the value of both the long and the short at the same time because you're at the sports bar so obviously maybe you are a fan of the nationals right or like um Phillies, or you know baseball is a great example or English soccer, right? Like, can you imagine, like, you could do it with that. Um, I didn't even know there was tickets available, but my God, there's this thing sitting here, right? I love them. Let me see if there's tickets. And, right, we all know that there's a lot of times tickets get released at the last minute. Bang! All of a sudden, you 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 know you have these last minute sales that you might not have captured otherwise. Um,
1: you, you know, if done well, I think you could be very powerful. You know, it, yeah, it or, or you're in the city that you're, you're on a business trip. Remember those? There used to be business trips, but you know, you're sitting in a business trip and you're like, "What am I going to do tonight?" And you're at a hotel and you go down. You remember there used to be like in New York, you've got the concierge who's got the you know who needs theater tickets, who needs all these things and yeah. all the brochures and all that stuff. What you know? What stopping you from walking up and just taking a picture? of What's on tonight? And and you get a list of events that have tickets available for them. And you're all of a sudden you're walking down the street as you're closing your transaction and boom, you've got a barcode and you walk right in. Yeah, yeah. despite the the, the sales pitch that people are
0: making that, oh, discovery and, and knowledge of an event is not the most uh, thing holding people back. Uh, every bit of research I've ever done or seen actually says that people not knowing something's happening nearby stops them from going the most. And, it, yeah. and it, again, the QR code was
1: dead and buried. <laughs> And now it's like everywhere. And again, that's just an example. I mean, there's any media that you could use. It's just one that I think translates really easily because I went to dinner last night and you know literally scanned that to get my menu. And I was like, ah, interesting. But that's the, I mean, it it all plays, you know,
0: I'm looking at it through the project admission lens, but it all plays in because you can drive it back to people's phone or to the technology. And it, it just gives people a, you know, I'm both you know i'm somewhere in the middle on most most things i think it's like with distribution you don't want to have your tickets everywhere because then it makes it look like your, your show your event's not popular right or you know you you do run that danger but you do want to make your inventory accessible to people so that like people when, when they do go oh my god I, I didn't even know that um a great example is one time i was driving through cleveland ohio when i was um in like 24, and Michael Jordan was playing for the Wizards, and I said, "Oh my God!" I saw the arena, and I was like, "Well, I man, if Michael Jordan's playing, I'm totally gonna go." And I pull, you know, we, we go and we go. Who are the who are the Cavaliers playing? They're like the Wizards. We're like we're freaking going. Uh, you know, how many times would that ha- could that happen? You don't know. I mean, because there's no good way to capture that. But the thing is, is like it happens more likely or more often than you think it does. And if you have a way that's like branded. That's controlled to put people in a spot where they can buy the ticket, it makes that purchase because it create it, it lessens the friction. It's or all it
1: about the f- completely the, wrong the fundamental, right? Right offer, right person, right time, right time, right price.
0: Yeah. The, the, the execution of the four Ps is how you uh is how you deliver your strategy. Um, yeah. did I have I missed anything that's important here today? i think we've talked about technology we talked about how easy it is to use right we've talked about how flexible it is we've talked about how it allows you to execute your four p's um, and so which is just the expression of your strategy have i missed anything oh we also talked about branding a little bit i hit like a lot of
1: topics today Jeez, man for somebody who's like you,
0: worn out, I'm done. I'm doing all right here.
1: I didn't give you any crap about Spurs, you know, so sort I of kind of missed out on that. But wait, what? You're fun. breaking up on me here? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't hear that. Uh, no, I, you know, I I, <laughs> I, I, I really welcome the opportunity to come and talk. As you know, I love this stuff. I love, um, you know, I, I find in this period of time, um, a lot of smart people, a lot of good people are talking to each other um and they're willing to talk about different things and be open about them and open about challenges and i think that's fantastic haven't been this you know business for a long time anyone that adds value to the ecosystem and delivers value for you know venues or the fans and things like that i'm a i'm a huge fan of um and like i've said i think even the last time i was on here i'm happy to you know have a chat with anyone about that because i believe there's still nothing better in the world than live entertainment and those of us who you know work even a small way to deliver that i think um, you know it's a it's it's a, it's a unique group of individuals and we we certainly found that in the last year when we all got you know the the whole spigot turned off and and there was you know some some really horrifying situations but uh, you know we we are a resilient group and we uh, we persevere yeah i
0: i would tell people you know number one it's like always look for how you can add value, right? That's like the most important thing. Uh, num- number two is, um, as depressing and as bad as like the last eighteen months or so have been, keep in mind that people have been going to live events since the uh, Roman Empire or before, right? As, as, yeah. as long as long as they've been able to, um, so people will come back. The one thing area I would challenge people is is like don't expect things to be the same as they were before, you know. It, Look for what's next. You know, it's not a new. It's not a new normal. It's a, it, it, you know, it's there. There's. It's not normal, and we don't know what it's going to be. So try as try as you might, keep yourself from making assumptions based on what has always worked. Because I have done so much research and so much reading and so much studying on the thing. It's like I think I feel like we were at the end of a cycle in tickets, no matter what. But I think just as as a you know, we were at one of those historical inflection points where things are going to going to shift and change. And you're going to need to be flexible and adaptable to you know to be prepared for what's next. Which I don't have any idea what it is, um, but right. I hope it does include a um, a bar with you at some point. <laughs> I look forward <laughs> to
1: that too, my friend. I, I I miss that. I miss that a lot. Yeah,
0: so now where where can people find you on the internet? Because we got to plug some stuff. I mean, I I feel like we've done a pretty decent job of plugging, but we at least plug you a little more. A little more plugs before we go.
1: Sure. So, I mean, Project Admission, obviously, we've got our site out there. It's got a little bit on it. Um, uh, Some case studies we'll be adding to that now that we're getting through some cycles of live clients. Uh, I'm Derek at projectadmission.com. Uh, Twitter at Derek Tix D E R E K T I X X. Anyone who follows me knows I generally don't talk about work that much. Although I've done it more recently, I more moan about uh, professional and college sports and talk about my kids. But um, you know, I, I I do enjoy the the uh, occasional chat about the industry. Um, and that, I'm in Austin. If if you have, if you happen to go by, <laughs> I meet you at the I'll meet you at the the one i was a mean eyed cat downtown.
0: Yeah, I, I, there is a uh, strong push for, for me to come to Austin in, in, I in saw the near tour. I saw that. There is a yeah. strong push for, for a Dave Wakeman appearance in Austin, which I may have to fulfill. So please do. You're welcome at any time. Yeah, thank you so much for doing the podcast, man. Anytime. All right. Let me know what you thought of my conversation with Derek Palmer by sending me an email. It is my name, Dave at DaveWakeman.com. Make sure you visit the new and improved DaveWakeman.com website. Get the Talking Tickets newsletter at talkingtickets.substack.com. Make sure you check out my friends at Booking Protect. Like I told you at the start of the program, the amount of customers taking up refund protection has grown tremendously. It's up to about a third of customers taking up refund protection. That's a clear indication that people want peace of mind in their ticket purchases now. As an add bonus to you, it also can help you create a brand new stream of revenue. So check them out at BookingProtect.com and find out how you can offer your guests peace of mind and create a new revenue stream for yourself. Make sure you check out my NPS worksheet that I created in partnership with my friends at Eventlect. Both uh, both organizations, mine and Eventilect, understand the importance of market research. Net promoter Score is a simple way for you to figure out how you're doing in your customers' eyes. In the intro, I told you about Eventilex 77 score, which is unbelievable. Uh, Talking tickets and the business of fun get a 65, which is also pretty good. Um, Find out how you can use three questions to survey your market, get some really meaningful, quantitative and qualitative uh, research done and apply it to your business by getting the worksheet. You can get it by sending me an email daviddavewakeman.com and I'll hook you up. And then finally, check out my friends at ActivityStream. They've created a brand new email marketing platform called Activate. And it will help you re-engage with your audience. It will help you understand the messages to send now. It'll help you understand how to communicate and get the most out of your email marketing campaigns. On top of helping you create magic moments, right, which we haven't had a chance to talk about or have a lot lately. So check them out, ActivityStream.com. As always, thank you so much for being here. The numbers on the podcast are still uh, unbelievable when I post episodes. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you need me, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. It's Dave at DaveWakeman.com. And until next time, take it easy. <coughs>